evening all, we are back again on the airwaves with episode 92. <laughs> Didn't know oh, what well. to say. Should write down my intros. Uh, episode 92 of Two Minutes for Chatting. And uh, we're going to cover a lot, as we always do, but um really excited actually to record this episode because we've both seen for the first time in I don't know, 600 something days, nearly two years, a live game of hockey involving the clan at Brayhead Arena. And uh, I was going to, I was going to say it and then I was going to say whatever the new name is and then I didn't remember it. So I just had to say Brayhead Arena. Start as Brayhead Arena, is it not? I think it is, yeah, yeah. Brayhead Ice Centre. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ast- if anyone's sending, West sponsored. Yeah, if anyone's sending a letter to there, make sure you get the address right. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but we're back, and uh, it's a good feeling. And uh, yeah, the teams teams shaping up well. I think since we last recorded, and um, we've had four or five games to talk through, which we will. Uh, but generally, it was it was great being back at the weekend. Oh, definitely. Um, we've gone from having no games to talk about to having almost too many for one podcast. But that's why we're here. Yeah, we've we've transitioned from uh, just imagining what the team's going to be like to to guessing what they're going to be like to actually seeing them and then commenting on real live stuff. So it's progress. It's progress. Yeah, it's progress. Although we didn't necessarily think that we were ever going to play again. Um, until, well, I suppose we had played that actually before the Coventry game, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they were over the whole time, I suppose. You weren't, you weren't sure that it was actually, it was real until we saw it and we did. So uh, rewinding all the way back to... Uh, the last time that we were supposed to play in Coventry and a rare a rare Elite League postponement, I would say, due to ice issues. I was thinking of another word for it there. But there was a problem with the ice in Coventry and it meant that we didn't play that game. So that's just another one added onto the backlog for some point later on in the season. Yeah, what was it they said? An ice plant failure, which is never yeah. usually a good sign. No, I think uh, there'd been an event on it the night before or the day day before, whatever it was, uh, and that meant that the ice wasn't ready to play. To be fair, I think I'd rather the game wasn't played than play on a pond. <laughs> so True, but then um, Brayhead Ice Centre at Brayhead Arena is also been known for that in the past yeah we've not been a i mean in the sense that after the zamboni's been about Ah, those are water that postponed yeah 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 yeah. i see and it's not it's never been i don't know i'm trying to think if we've had a game postponed we've not had games postponed but certainly in the past we've had some very wet very wet delays let's just let's just see that um and a wet also, play. A wet play. Yeah. 
two minutes for something. Puddles. Um, but so we didn't play that game. It, I don't know whether it worked in our advantage or not. It was one less game for opposition teams to scout us out. But again, it was right in the middle of the time where we were just getting going as a team. And uh, whether or not we would have got the win down there remains to be seen. But uh, as long as it doesn't mean that all these games in the second half of the season come back to bite us, then, you know, what what can you do about it, really? No, exactly. Um, they have to be uh, rescheduled for at some point um, later on in the year. So I'm hoping it's kind of, they're not all, shoehorned in at the end of the season um, I think there's already two that's definitely been moved till March I think so if we can avoid that then that would be good Yeah because especially if we're in, we're in a good position come uh, that part of the season and then we, we hit injuries or whatever with the build up of games um, that's definitely not what we want but uh, it meant well, it meant another week of training and stuff like that leading up to the game against Nottingham, away game against Nottingham. And maybe it did work in our favour because we came away with a a 3-2 win, which was great having been 2-0 down. Um, I think that was, shows that the team has got good character to come back. And Nottingham, although they've been inconsistent, have always caused us a lot of trouble down there. I don't think we've got the best of records. No. Um, yeah, like like you say, good good to be able to fight back from that position. Um, I think at that point as well, there was maybe a bit of a, a bit of a concern, I think, Malcolm Cameron had kind of note, noted about, um, you know, one period collapsing and it seemed to be the, the second period. Uh, that was obviously the case then. Um, I don't know if that was just like a lack of concentration or just trying to get up to speed or whatever. I'm not sure, but yeah, just really, really dug deep and um, came out, came out fighting in the last period, and that's ultimately what got us the win. Yeah, that the second period issues is we might touch on, but have kind of continued and and coach did mention them that for whatever reason we're a bit slow in the second period uh, and it was a good a good goal from uh, Jay, well it wasn't actually a very good goal but it was a timely goal from Jamie Crooks in that period uh, then Nolan Laporte and Dyson Stevenson with the goals in the third uh, the one real sort of negative that came out of that game was a, an injury to Nolan Laporte which at the time didn't really know how serious it was. In the end, he's only missed uh, two games, I think. So not too bad, but you don't want to be picking up injuries that soon into a season, but I suppose it's inevitable. Yeah, I think we're going to have to kind of expect that that's going to happen throughout the season, but hopefully we don't end up with what we had um, in our last season where we had quite a number of players out. Um, run about the same time and I think that's you know was to, to Fitz's uh, detriment um, we never sort of recovered from that um, 
and ultimately when the when the season finished the way it did, then uh, unfortunately he had to he had to walk. But I don't think like you know I'm I'm hoping we've not really had a season like that season prior to last season, so I'm hoping that doesn't continue into this season. Um, but certainly if it is going to be like a game or two, like we can cope with that. But if players are missing weeks or even months, then that's a bit of a concern. Yeah, and it and it also depends on who the players are, how you yeah. can how you cope with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, an injury to the goaltender would be much more <laughs> uh, serious than an injury to somebody else at this stage. So, uh, yeah, just got to continue to touch wood on that front. Um, and and I think I think on that knowing that. Nottingham are, are one of the next next teams that we've got to play. It just uh, gives us a bit of a, an edge coming into that game uh, that that we can definitely compete with the so-called top teams in the league. Albeit, as I said, they're they're kind of inconsistent at the moment. But it's it's always nice to get your first win against these teams early. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think as well. Like, Again, I can kind of slight issue, um, particularly in that game, with regards to like conceding quite a lot of shots. Um, but you know, with with a goalie like Starrett, and you've got like a solid defending unit to kind of keep players on the outside to, um, you know, hitting those sort of low percentage shots that coaches talk about. Um, that's obviously going to make a difference as well. Um, and again, Starrett in that game, 95, almost 95 and a half save percentage. Um, so yeah, like if we can keep the number of shots down, that's obviously going to help us, but good defending. Um, being smart on penalties as well, only three minors in that game. Um, so again, you know, we can play tough, but we're smart about it as well, which is very positive early doors. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, and it, it led to, um, I was going to say it carried into the next game. It didn't quite. It was a, <laughs> a tricky, as always, trip down to Guildford to not only are our bogey team for sure. Um, I've started the season really well. Uh, and I think possibly with the, the 4-2 victory over us on the Tuesday night, was it? Uh, I think that believe that took them top of the league at the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I was I wasn't overly confident that we would we would be able to beat them down there. Uh, I think in the end a, a four two defeat, uh, conceding four goals, not really ideal. But again, it was early in the season. If you're looking to try and take positives, and they are one of the the best teams at the moment. However, we need to start picking up something when we go down there. Um, whether or not this team will be the one to do it, I'm not sure. But given we're, we're supposed to be built on, on solid solid defence, it was it was fairly easy for them to, to break through. But as I said, they are a good team. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. The Guildford... Curse continues for us, though, unfortunately. 
Um, didn't start very well. Um, went 2 0 down after the first period. Um, Ian Waters and Rob Lakowitz with the goals. Um, Jordan Curry get two points in this game as well. Incidentally. Yeah. Um, Back to haunt us. <laughs> I believe he's actually up for a. Well, he was nominated for a Player of the Month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll maybe talk about that later, but mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting point. Um, but yeah, th- to go three 0 down then, uh, and again it's John Dunbar. It's these guys, the same guys that score against us all the time. Yeah. Um, less than five minutes into that second period, but again showed good team spirit, fought back. Um, Mathieu Roy and Guillaume Gauthier, I think. Yeah, that's right. Goals, yeah. Um, to pull us back within one with 15 minutes to go. So that gives us a real chance. Um, but it just wasn't to be in the end. Ian Waters got his second of the game. Really kind of settled the tie at that point. Um, and finally, Shane Starrett takes an L in the goalie matchups. But at this point, he's 3 1. Yeah, he's, he's point, so that's pretty good. We've mentioned him a lot. He's he started he started really well, and I hope he continues. Uh, I think basically me saying he would be a decent goaltender, but not our best at the start of the season, has really spurred him on. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, that well, he continues that. Yeah, yeah. Again, can I like disciplining the team overall in that game is good. Um, couple of minor penalties for for Vinan. It was the only kind of point to note there. Um, yeah, and especially with a power play that's as effective as theirs is at the moment. Yes, yes, exactly. very important to limit that. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these guys are playing a lot of minutes as well, which is, I mean, particularly particularly in the D. Um, you're getting the same sort of four guys on rotation quite a lot. Yeah, and it does it does take its toll against a, a very fast team like Guildford, and they've always been like that. But um, so far, most most teams are struggling up against them. Uh, and you know, I I think if we get if we just manage to get one decent win, it might turn our record. But. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> Overall, we just we really struggled against them, and that's kind of accepted. That's how it is until we play them again. But maybe we need another another live uh, Premier Sports game, so we can we can do a live recording like we did to the. Yeah, but that went game. unbelievably <laughs> badly. So maybe yeah, maybe this time it'll go unbelievably well. Let's hope. Um, but so so at that point, I think with the Nottingham win and then the Guildford loss, you were looking to take positives. But going into the going into the next games, uh, you thought we've we've got to kind of start picking up points somewhere, given the gap uh, and the games to catch up. And we'll we'll just come on to that, but. Uh, Shortly after that, I think it was shortly after that, but some point after it, 
uh, it was announced that we had signed uh, a new defenseman, which for us a signing that soon in the season is just unheard of, I would say. Uh, and the other thing that was funny about it was that the man who I tipped to be one to watch on the defence, Medric Mercy, was released and shortly appeared in Manchester. So that's another prediction I've made a, a mess of. <laughs> a, but we signed one to watch, just not for us. <laughs> yeah, that totally defeats the point. Um, so we signed Mitch Jones, who's a, a 26-year-old defenceman. Uh, and again, somebody who had history with Malcolm Cameron, and that's kind of been the theme, really, hasn't it? He spent the last season in in Romania, where I think he played against Malcolm Cameron or played on Malcolm Cameron's team. Uh, so he, he knew what he was going to get. And before that, played a few seasons in the East Coast League. So a guy that you thought... Um, would be would be a good player, a bit of experience at a decent level. Uh, but when he came in, I, I think it's fair to say in the in the Coventry game, he, he made a good impression. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't. It's a weird one. It's a weird one this early in the season. Um, but maybe you know, it could be the case that this was maybe always in the cards. I think you'd maybe said that, but um, at the same time, it's 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 disappointing to not to not have seen him in action, not to yes. not have seen him live. I guess that's the kind of um, that's the kind of disappointing. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't really any detail given about uh, Mercy's release, whether it was just that. In the first couple of games, Malcolm Cameron really didn't like what he saw, or he had, he always had the option to bring Jones in and wanted to, but they just couldn't until somebody else was released. Uh, or maybe the player himself asked. It would be nice to nice to see him. I guess the only way we're going to see him is is when Manchester we come up against them. Uh, but you know, hopefully, it does well except against us. Yeah, of course. You, you you can always want to see see young players do well, um, especially guys like that who have just sort of turned pro and they kind of want to make a career out of it. Um, so yeah, hopefully it all goes well. But as you say, not against us. Yeah. So again, another tick mark against my predictions. Brilliant. Doing well. <laughs> hey, Jones. Though, sorry, just touching on Jones. Um. Age twenty six as well, so he's still kind of relatively young. Um, from the US, I think he did play under Malcolm Cameron last season in Romania. So again, either way, he's a known quantity for him. Um, I think his his brother Max plays for Anaheim in the mm-hmm. NHL. I think he's out injured this year. Um, so comes from a from a good hockey family, as they say. Yeah, I'm surprised that Clan didn't tweet out something like "You must not miss this." One. <laughs> Stay for indoors for this announcement. Yeah, sit down. Bolt, bolt your doors, lock your windows. Uh, but I suppose yeah, it is, it is quite cool to be fair to have a 
uh, a brother or whatever who's actively playing it in the NHL. I like that. Yeah. No, I guess it means that Anaheim boys might watch some clan games. Well, exactly. Well, maybe come on to that as well. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> coming on to a lot. Uh, so, I guess I guess with that signing, it was all part of the build-up to the, the homecoming game, the first game back at Brayhead, uh, before which they got the, as you'd noted, the Wall of Fame banners back up, made the arena feel a wee bit more homely. Uh, because that wall otherwise would be just a bit a bit bland. It makes the arena, I think, more professional looking and stuff. Uh, and so I think everything, the stage was set for that game. It's just a case of could we could we perform? Well, I think it is good to have the, the wall of fame back, just kind of touching on that. Um, there's no day up on there, though, post-2017. Which again is, I mean, you can look at that. Well, you can look at it one way, which is basically that we've been shite since then. Yeah, they don't want to admit to anybody being decent past that point. Uh, as well as the fact we're running out of wall space. Well, that yeah, <laughs> uh, that is yeah, that is a point. I wonder what they'll do actually because you can't have that going around the full. Um, the full arena, so they need to think no. of something. They need to go to half length banners and start a new row. <laughs> yeah, and then quarter length, and then and so yeah. on. And then finally, just wee bricks, brick sized. <laughs> yeah. uh, in two thousand and forty-one, at the end of the lease for the arena, it'll just yeah, be wee the, brick sized uh, banners. Because the badges changed all that as well, so they're going to need to have new. Yeah, new banner styles. I know but, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll cross that at some point this season, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, so Coventry was the first first home game. We were both at it, uh, and it ended in a three-two shootout defeat. Uh, but all in all, I thought it was a an enjoyable game. I thought the team. Played quite well. Uh, a couple of moments of uh, madness, I would say, <laughs> from defensively, or well, not just the defence, the whole team. Uh, two power play goals in the end were the difference, and the shootout, as we both said before we recorded, don't really like the shootout as a way to to end the game. Uh, but I guess the the three on three overtime as well was quite quite exciting, and there was even a chance right at the end to win it. But the game, the game overall, what what did you think? We obviously took the lead with the current man of the moment, Matthew Wah, power play goal. Uh, Coventry equalised in the second period through their own power play goal, uh, and then went ahead. Only for us to peg them back. New boy Mitch Jones with a goal 15 minutes before the end of the second, uh, 15 seconds before the end of the second period. <laughs> um, but it was some good, good hockey played, I think, by both teams. Um, and I thought in spells we were we were looking really good. 
Uh, and other times, maybe not so not so sharp. But Coventry, again, like the other teams, have played 10, 11 games already and have a bit more of their, their legs about them. Yeah, I feel like we should maybe have pre-vetted everything at the start of this podcast by saying we, we're aware that the team needs to get up to speed. Um, because that's just going, it's going to be the case for all of these games. Um, yes, it is. But in terms of that game itself, I think it did have a bit of everything, I guess. Um, it was kind of it was kind of weird being back as well. I know like, we kind of spoke about that at the time as well. Um, it was kind of weird being back, but also felt like you hadn't been away, sort of thing. Um, and there was a kind of a, mi- a mix of emotions. Um, it was kind of, it was actually a bit, a bit emotional seeing the players come out on the ice. The buzz was back. Um, the game itself, though, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it was a bit kind of surreal. Um, and again, second period kind of let us down. Um, the old enemy, the old enemy of the second period was back. Um, and, you know, but what a start from from the debut, man. Mitch Jones, what a game he had. Um, you know, I think... Other players, other players that kind of stood out. Um, Tim Shoup, I think Miko Vinen at the back, particularly um, alongside Mitch Jones, and then forwards the Stevenson, Wa and Yellowhorn line was pretty good as well. Um, again, these guys played a lot of minutes as well, so uh, as did the second line. Um, so you know, would would like to see a bit more of the other lines, but I'm sure that will come in time um, as well. And then you've got obviously the two the two goalies who for me are, are the two best in the league at this point. Um, yeah, up against each other, so not not much to separate the teams at all. And yeah, as as you said as well, penalty shots. It's just a a dreadful way really to decide games like that, but that's the way it is. Yeah, it was a it was a a goaltending clinic at times from both. Uh, I think certainly in that third period, uh, we had we had a number of chances, uh, but then at times uh, Starrett did really well to keep to limit them. Uh, their goals, I mean, it was kind of I know the team hadn't been together for long. But they were sort of out of character defensive breakdowns, um, and I think a couple of the players commented after the game that that's the difference. You know, you sort out those those two things, um, and we could have come away with a victory there, which would have been great. Um, but generally, apart from that, in the games we've seen so far, our penalty kill has been quite good, uh, and power play. So so, but yeah, it yeah, was it, yeah. it was a wee bit surreal, as you say, to to be back, but uh, really enjoyable and and I'm glad that we got a point out of it in the end because it would be a bit a bit deflating to come away with nothing, but sometimes that's just what happens. Yeah, uh huh. Um, 
I know the kind of the stage was set almost for the homecoming game, and uh, you know we were going to win, and everybody would go home happy, sort of thing. But obviously, wasn't wasn't meant to to be that way. But it was a good game, and it was it was pretty even on on the whole. I would think. Yeah, I mean, even statistically, like it was thirty nine to thirty six shots on goal. Uh, Face offs were even. Um, you know, similar penalty minutes, things like that. So it was it was an even game. Coventry a good team. Uh, but I think, you know, if, if we really want to be doing doing some damage, the, the next time they come we've we've got to be beating them at home. You know, we've got to get our, our home record going. But yeah. thankfully uh, we we have picked up since then and got those points. But it was a nice way to start. Indeed. Uh, so following on from that, uh, there was a bit of news. I can't remember if it was on the Sunday. It must have been on the Sunday it came out that Mitch Jones uh, would miss the trip to Manchester due to COVID protocols. Now, I think he had tested negative, but the ruling meant he wasn't going to be available for however long it is. Uh, and that must have been... Uh, really disappointing for him coming off such a high the night before <laughs> to then find out you won't be you won't be playing the next couple of games. Uh, but I guess you know it's there's nothing you can do about that and you've got to just follow the rules and things. But disappointed for him especially. Yeah, it's disappointing. I don't really know. I mean, it's really unfortunate to to come in and play that one game and then go into protocol. I, I, I don't really understand it or uh, know if it's because of recent rule changes and things like that. I'm not sure, but um, good that he's, that he's tested negative anyway. So, um, yeah, hopefully, again, I assume he'll be available for this weekend coming, but we'll no doubt here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the the ruling is, but it's it's affected a few teams so far, um, and it, there's no doubt more probably as included will be affected as we go on. So you just got to hope that that's um, the limit of it, but I suspect it won't be. Um, so the trip trip down to Manchester uh, on the Sunday. Half half past five start in Manchester. Thankfully, not too long a trip. Um, but talking about fives, we managed to put five past them, a five-one win, which was excellent. Uh, goals from Colin Campbell, Matthew Wa, Quinn O'Brien, and Rodney Southam, Southam. Still don't know exactly how you pronounce it. Two from Campbell, I should add. Um, a, a convincing win. Uh, sort of contradicting coach comments after it that implied the game was a lot closer than the scoreline suggested. Uh, if you look at the stats on the Elite League website, it's listed as uh, Manchester had 52 shots on goal, 90 shots in total, which is absolutely insane. Uh I can't be right, surely. A shot efficiency of only 1.92%. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> and but yeah, so Shane Starrett made fifty-one saves on the night, uh, which does, to be fair, it does imply that he had a great game, and he he obviously did. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, it's nice to see us getting that goaltending and being efficient at the other at the other end. Five goals from twenty-two shots. Uh, and obviously nice to get one over on ex-coach Ryan Finnerty, but do you think having practised for quite a while in the, the smaller rinks, Malcolm Cameron said that that would possibly benefit us playing in Manchester, and it looks like it, it might have done? Yeah, it, pr- it probably did, to be fair. Um, you know, that's kind of used what what the team are used to playing playing on and training on since they've, since they've come over, so... Yeah, it probably did help. Um, but yeah, it was um, quite a quite a good quite a good game um, by all accounts. Um, yeah, that's that's an insane number of shots actually. I'm just looking at the stats again there, but yeah, and as well as a high number of shots, uh, it was also quite a, a chippy game by the looks of it. Mm. Uh, I think Dallas Earhart got. Uh, thrown out for a check to the head. Not sure who that was uh, on, but no ill effects there, I don't think. Uh, and we took a fair amount of minor penalties ourselves, uh, including, I think, Dyson Stevenson had a fight, which we kind of expected him to step up and, and do. So nice to see he was doing that, standing up for the teammates as a captain. Uh, but it it looks like we can kind of compete in those type of games as well, which is encouraging, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Better than that though. Put put Lyndon Springer on his ass, which is yes, uh, which was obviously nice as well. Um, but yeah, did seem a bit of a feisty game. But then we we know that's the kind of team that that Ryan Finnerty likes to build and. Um, you know, Manchester are going to be a team like that. Um, but you know, we we kind of focused focused more on our game, I think, um, as it went on. Um, you know, especially when we got those two two goals in quick succession in the second period. Um, second of those, Conor Bryan, who has has impressed me, I think. In the in the little that I've seen of him uh, in both the Coventry and Fife games that I've seen him, um, yeah, limited time he's got as well, so it's a good point that you make. Yeah, yeah, but he's full of energy and um, just a kind of that kind of big forward that's just a nuisance and just but finishes his checks and just winds other players up. Um, but you know he's chipping in my goals and points as well. So yeah, uh, an all round, an all round good performance. Um, I would say. And then yeah, Rod- Rodney Southam. I think it's I think it's Southam. Okay, we'll go Southam. Just judging by what Kevin McCroskey was was pronouncing it. Okay. So uh, I, I trust we'll Kev. Southam. Yeah, I trust big Kev. So we'll and two and two goals for Colin Campbell, who's I was going to say going under the radar, but he's he's been picked out by 
by a few fans as as impressing. So a good start to his season so far. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's the, these can be the these can be the tricky away games. Uh, albeit we we do okay against Manchester, I think. So I'll be interested to see how we match up when they come up and play at Brayhead. Uh, yeah, they'll be a, they'll be uh, a feisty affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite looking forward to that. Um, and so that that completed uh, three points, three points on the weekend uh, going into last night's game at home to Fife, which I think Fife was going to be the original homecoming game, wasn't it? Uh, before things were rearranged. Uh, going into that one, Fife had sort of picked up from a slow start. And you, you sort of, you're never really sure what kind of Fife are going to turn up at Brayhead, I, I don't think. Um, you know that they're always quite strong at home, but sometimes they've they've come and really played well against us up uh, here, or down here, I should say. Um, and other times... You're, you're there just now? <laughs> I'm there live. <laughs> Iceside, Iceside report. Um, and other times, possibly last night included, where they've they've not been so good. But, it, you know, a, a 4-1 win, I wasn't there, but you were. Um, from all accounts, fairly comfortable in the most part. Possibly a bit of sloppiness towards the end of the second period and under pressure a bit in the third. Uh, but overall, again, another confident win, four goals. Can't really complain too much about that. No, certainly not. The clan, clan, I would say, controlled the game for the most part. Um, certainly in the first period anyway. Um, you know, we, we played really well. Um, and Fife had had a big opportunity actually just before we scored. Um I don't know who it was because the the Fife jerseys were a were a disgrace. Like I told you this anyway, but the jerseys are white and then the, the lettering's yellow on the back and there's not really like outlined or anything, so it just it's really difficult to see from the stand. Um so I couldn't I couldn't tell you who it was. Um but someone was just left completely completely by himself, one on one, just standing right in front of the crease with no clan players running about him. And Starrett pulled off a, a great save. Uh, as he does. A, as he does, exactly. And then a minute later, we go 1-0 up. Um, it was a good goal, a sort of deflected shot coming off the right. Um, it was reviewed as well. I'm not too sure what they were reviewing it for. I don't know if it was maybe if he was like interfering with the goal or whatever. I, I, I honestly don't know. They didn't really explain it but um, the goal was given anyway. Um, and then Shoopy Tim Shoop scoring on the power play which is good because he'd had a few opportunities before that on the power play and nothing was really happening so that was good to see. Um you know they were they were stretched at that point, um, and good to see, good to see young Liam Stenton as well actually, um, coming in 
to support support the D while Mitch Jones is out. Um, and again, thought he played really well as well whenever he was on the ice. Um, just a good, a good solid young player. Um, and of course, a, re- a return for Laporte as well. Return back in for the Laporte. Lineup. Yes, yes, of course. Um, and he did. He did play well as well, I have to say. Um, I do think we kind of missed that kind of player against Coventry. Um, so, yeah, definitely good good to have him back as well. Um, again, just kind of po- posing a threat, being a nuisance. And, um, you know, he does have some some good stick handling skills as well, which I kind of perhaps overlooked last season, but we'll see how it goes. Um, second period was a bit more kind of scrappy, I guess. Yeah, that was uh, the one that Malcolm Cameron commented that uh, they sort of lost their way a wee bit mm-hmm. uh, in the second period. Um, was was the second period, did we have a five on three in the second period or was that the first period? Uh, that was just, it was in the first period, I think it was just before. Ship scored, so I think Ship scored when it was five on four, but they just got right. him back. Um, so yeah, uh, there was like there was a few a few more penalties kind of towards the end of the game from from our players taking penalties, but um, but in general, you know, it was kind of it was kind of fine. I don't think there was too much danger in a way, um, other than when. When they eventually scored, then it, their goal was kind of coming. Um, to be fair, they had a good five-minute spell where they really, um, you know, peppered a, a good few shots, and, and Starrett was dealing with with the majority of them. To be fair, um, but that one get through, and then obviously you kind of have a wee bit of nerves, but then settled again when when Hayward scored. Um, just pokes it through the legs, which is a lovely finish, to be fair. Um and that kinda that kinda settled the nerves from there. Um there's quite a lot of Fife fans actually there as well. Um and kinda uh, just the usual, just calling and shouting for absolutely anything on the ice. Yeah. Um, they were just they were calling for too many men on a number of occasions actually. Um I don't know if we've we've had a too many men penalty yet this season. No, no. Um, I don't know yet. Certainly, I don't know from like from where I sit, it's difficult to really see mm. if that's been the case or not. But um, I was going to make a joke about five fans still being able to count on one hand how many outfield players we had on the ice, even if there was mm-hmm. too many men. But and and I don't think the referees are as likely to call that unless there's a an obvious. Yeah, you know, a, an obvious situation, or we gain some kind of advantage from it. Uh, yeah, if the if the player actually gets involved in play. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. affects play somehow. Um, yeah. Affects the opposition. I think uh, there was an incident. I say as far as I'm aware, I, I know what happened, uh, but the league came out and clarified about a high sticking incident on Peacock, uh, who I believe got a. Yeah. A nasty gash, um, but there was no high stick penalty called 
due to it sort of being in the act of of the player making a clearance. Um, yeah. So so for the league to come out and to actually tweet about that, I think possibly mid game. I don't know if it was as early as that. Uh, or maybe in, maybe it was in the third period. Certainly not long after the game, or even during it. Right. Uh, there must have been some uh, people not happy with it or requesting uh, clarification on that. So uh, that's apparently why that wasn't called. But I think maybe Fife felt a bit hard done by on that front. Um, but as Malcolm Cameron said, a, a decent performance, but. Uh, we don't. We're not always making it easy on it for ourselves eh, with these games. Like you said, giving them a wee bit of life yeah. with the, the goal to make it three-one. Eh, you know, if we we'd shut them down a bit or perhaps scored a fourth before that, then you know it's completely out of the question. But these are all things that that will be worked on, um, improve the penalty kill, things like that. But again, as I've said about all these games. Good to start off with a win against these teams. Uh, and it puts us not in a good position, obviously, second bottom, but um, it, it takes us off the bottom and uh, above Dundee with only six games played uh, and only three points behind Fife, who are in eighth. Um, so seven points from six games overall, I think, is... Could we say exceeding expectations? Um, I think they're there or thereabouts. Right. I don't know that they're exceeding expectations because I think, you know, if if we are the kind of team that that we say we are, and certainly, you know, players that come in have said that they they want to win silverware and stuff like that. So if that's the case, then you know we need to be winning games like that. So from that yeah. point of view, I guess, you know, they're not. I, I wouldn't say they're they're overachieving, um, but certainly, you know, it's been a it's been a decent enough start. Yeah, and uh, I suppose I meant it more from a point of view of not knowing what we're going to get with the team in a mm, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I'm certainly, certainly happy with that. Um, and I think. We've mentioned them before, but Matthew Wah has been nominated for Player of the Month in the league, and he started off extremely well. Uh, I think he has eleven points. Is that right? Eleven points so far uh, from six games, five goals, six assists, uh, and we said that we know what kind of player he can be. But he certainly started really well, um, and if that continues, you know he'll, he'll really give us a chance to to do well this season. Yeah, you're you're right. Actually, yeah, eleven points from six games. I hadn't actually realised just how well he's done. Um, that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, long long may that continue. Yeah, I mean he's he's well out of our. Uh, in front for us, I think the next player is Colton Yellowhorn, who's got seven points, uh, all of which are assists. Uh, so we've got guys that will definitely start to creep up that table, but 
Uh, very impressed with the start that our number 15 has made. So long may that continue. Um, going looks, like, looks like he's really enjoying it, to be fair as well. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I was going to bring up Yellowhorn, actually. Um, are you are you slightly disappointed by the fact they hasn't scored yet? Because for me, um, you know, the, the point production is there, I guess, um, which is good and you kind of, you want to see that. Um, and we got like a kind of, a snip of what what he can do um, in the in the one or two games that we've seen him. Um, the game the game against Coventry, there was one point actually where he had he hit a shot and actually <laughs> couldn't believe the speed the speed that they hit it with was just incredible. It was um, so I don't know if it's just like a matter of time before it happens for him, but I what, what I think thoughts? so. I think so. That a guy with that kind of record, uh, he is going to score. Um, I mean, we're already he's already over a point a game. I know they're all assists, but I'm not. I can't say I'm disappointed he's not scored. Uh, I saw good glimpses against Coventry. Um, you know, he's obviously not the fastest skater, or he's not. You know, going to give you. Uh, he's not somebody who'll be brilliant defensively um, but certainly looks skillful, confident in the puck uh, was out on the the power play quite a lot um, sort of in that uh, position on the a half wall I think they call it uh, so he had a couple of chances as well on that certainly the 5 on 3 against Coventry we've got a wee bit of space Um but give him a few games, I think, when he's up to speed, those goals will start will start coming. Especially on that top line with two other excellent players, I think. Hey, I think it'll be there. But again, if he if he returns over a, a point a game, over an assist a game and adds goals, then he'll be doing exactly what what we we brought him in for. So no, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I guess uh, you can kind of hope then that goals wise he'll get goals. Goals wise he'll get goals. Assists wise he's getting assists. <laughs> um, so nah, nah, no worries there. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm worried about anybody yet. It's just too early. It's too early to to yeah, see, and, yeah. I, and I've not seen enough enough of them to judge. Um, but maybe after this upcoming weekend we'll have a a bit more of an idea of. What's going on? We've got a three and three, starting with Nottingham on Friday, uh, at Brayhead, Coventry away on Saturday, and then back to Brayhead for Belfast on Sunday. Um, our first three and three, I think. Um, well, I was going to say I think the team will cope well with that. I don't know how they'll cope. Uh, we might start to see some signs of fatigue on the Sunday. I guess in a way it's a benefit that we're at home uh, and Belfast will have played the night before, but three tough games. However, I expect us to start with two points against Nottingham, I'll be honest, on Friday. Ooh, yeah, I think, yeah, probably looking at 
that those three fixtures, that would be the one you would say. Um, it would be, you know, ideal if we could get a win there. Um, because we've we've done it recently down there. So, um, yeah, the kind of reverse of that. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a good, a good game, and we can get we can get the two points there. I'm not a hundred percent sure of Nottingham's uh, away record so far, but yeah, just judging from that that game against them and their sort of inconsistencies at the moment, I hope we can get two to start that off. Um, Coventry away, a tricky game. Um, we kind of know how we match up against them at least, and and they know a bit about us. Uh, I think again we're we're more than capable of of winning that one, uh, and then Sunday against Belfast. Belfast, who at times have been very impressive, but also uh, recently I've dropped a few points, even at, at home to Dundee, who I know I've picked up slightly, but uh, the the weaker teams you would say in the league. Belfast have dropped some points too, but they've they've got some really good players, and that'll certainly test us on Sunday. Um, if I'm if I'm optimistically looking at the weekend, I'm taking five points. <laughs> but if I'm if I'm realistically looking at it, three, three maybe. Uh, it just all depends yeah. how we how we play on that Sunday I think you know for if, if we're in decent shape then we can get get two home wins possibly something against Coventry that's why I'm saying five but what do you think for those well I was kind of looking at Nottingham's record so far they've only had one away game in the last couple of months so I, I mean I don't know if they're all league games or whatever, but um, one away game, it was a 3-0 win against Cardiff. So, fear. No, nah, we, should, we should beat Nottingham in terms of the other two games. Um, again, we kind of know that we can match Coventry. Um, I guess they'll be a bit fresher than we will be, so... Yeah, difficult to tell, and then obviously three and three is is difficult on on any on any weekend. Um, let alone not not playing many games uh, and then getting that. So um, it'll be tough. Yeah, I think probably three, maybe four. Yeah, that generally it's tough to to start a team. It's kind of slower starting when they they have a long trip to an away game on the Saturday. But I think maybe having a game on the Friday night might help us with that to be kind of uh, in game mode going into Saturday. But as you say, it really depends. And then, uh, you know, again, the way Belfast play on Saturday could have a a bit of a bearing. I think they're up in Fife on Saturday, so I suspect they'll yeah. be staying in staying in Scotland for that. So 
not an excessive travel, but uh, it's a chance for us to really, really kick on. Um, and it would be great to pick up another couple of wins. We will see. Uh, I mean, if if we were to get even three points there, it puts us into the playoff positions. I know it's really, really sure. early in the season, but yeah. uh, I think that would be that would be a good start considering where we where we've been in the catch up that we're playing. Yeah, um, it's you know, it's psychology's a lot to do with it as well, and getting those wins early doors and and kind of starting to starting to now move up the table already is is good to see, um, and it's kind of you know we need to get to where we want to be, which is the kind of top half of the table, and that's obviously you only get there by winning games, um, so and you know games are going to come thick and fast like this. Um, and they're going to be difficult. You know, there's a lot of difficult games coming up um, as well. But yeah, I think the next week or two will be um, well. We'll we'll have a better idea of what kind of team we've got and um, where we're at. Yeah, it's good. It's kind of it's kind of exciting. You know, all these all these games and. Seeing all the teams and see how we got on against them. Uh, just looking at um, the fixtures elsewhere, we're the only game on Friday night. Uh, are we doing a are we doing a quick, but, yep, quick prediction? We are. We're doing a quick prediction for each year. Uh, so starting Saturday, we've got uh, Manchester host Guildford. I'm ignoring Challenge Cup. I don't think there's Challenge Cup until next weekend. So right. uh, just going for league at the moment. So Manchester against Guildford first up. We're doing two two words. Remember we did that? Two words. Two words. Yeah. A score in two words. Oh, a score as well, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, the two word kind of encompassed the score, didn't it? But I'm adding to it. A score is two words. <laughs> The, the two words are just the score. No. Uh, I'll go... say 3-1. Uh, Guilford... Nah, I'm out. I can't, I can't think of it. 3-1's quite good. I'm going to go for 4-2. Uh, Guilford. Uh, and my two words would be... Feisty comfort. I think they'll be comfortable, Ooh. but Manchester will again make it a bit of an ugly one. And Guildford actually have been kind of involved in a couple of scrappy affairs. There was that big fight down in Coventry, I think, when a few guys got banned. Mm. So I think they're kind of up for that. But I'm going to go for uh, 4 2 Guildford. Um, Dundee, Nottingham. Uh. My two words will be Haas Howler. Um, Kyle Haas has a ridiculous amount of penalty minutes so far yeah. this season. Um, and because of that, well, not because of that, but as a factor, I think Nottingham will win that. And I'll go, let's go high scoring, let's say 5 3 Nottingham. Oh, that's bold. Interestingly, Nottingham are in a 
three and three as well. Uh, mm. Up in Scotland, so Dundee will be their second game. Uh, I think, given that we'll beat them on Friday night, I think a resurgent Dundee, for my two words, nice. are going to uh, come out victorious in overtime. I'm going to say 3-2, overtime Dundee. Uh, do we count ourselves for scores? Nah, we don't. We don't. We just we just go wins for us. Uh, you can so if you want. We'll win. You can if you want. Well, okay. So for our three games at the weekend, then I'm gonna go uh, four two. No, we're not conceding two. Starrett's not conceding two. Three one. Friday night against Nottingham. Uh, I'm gonna go overtime loss in Coventry. 2-3 again uh, and then on Sunday I'm going to say 2-1 2-1 Glasgow so we're getting 5 points in the weekend there you are um, yeah I'll go something probably fairly similar so I'll go did you say 3-1 against nothing 3-1 Friday yeah. yeah I think I'll say the same actually it seems like a good, a good scoreline there. Um, oh, again, fairly similar, but I think I'd picked Clan to beat Coventry um, the last time round that the game was supposed to happen. So I'm going to stick with my three-two Clan prediction there. Um, and then Belfast, I think, will just be too good for us. I'll go three one Belfast. Mm. Okay, well four points. Four points. At least four points there. Taking that. A uh, Cardiff against Sheffield. Ooh. Um should say I, I was gonna wait till after the predictions, but obviously now we're talking about Sheffield. Uh just briefly the news about Anthony DeLuca failing a a a drugs test and they've they've brought in a new player whether or not that's a replacement for him and what the full story is I don't really know but uh, it's not something you see every day in the league Um, and I suppose we don't really know what the full story is so can't can't comment but I know that he's a good player put that way Um, and they're going to miss him they've got quite a few injuries as well which has seen them struggle, although they, they still seem to pull out good results when they need it, still at the top of the standings, uh, mm. by one point over Cardiff. So that'll be a good one. That will be a good one. Um, yeah, I thought, again, don't really know the ins and outs of the Delica um, stuff and what's going on there. Um, so not really willing to comment until we know more about it I think um, but they're they're kind of plagued by by injuries as well recently Sheffield um, Valorant and uh, Conley recently going to injury reserve as well so they are struggling a bit but um, yeah they are where they are for a reason um, but having said that I think Cardiff are 
starting to find a wee bit of form. Um, so I'm going to pick Cardiff for that one, and I'm going to say 4-2 Cardiff. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 3-2. Uh, I think in the games that Cardiff lost, just sort of looking at it, um, they always register a lot of shots. Uh, they just haven't really been finding the net, but I think uh, found a bit more of their their scoring touch. Still got Brody Reid, who is goals and points leader, um, and Matt Carruth is the goaltender with the, the leading goals against. So it's funny that you always think oh, Cardiff are struggling a bit, but really, realistically, only one point off the top of the table. And I think they'll be just too good for Sheffield. So, yeah, two words will be devil domination. Well, that's good. And my score is, uh, what did I say there? 3-1? Or did I say 2-1? 3-2. 3-2. So it doesn't really sound like a domination, but that's what I'm looking for. Fife <laughs> <laughs> uh, against Belfast. Uh Having seen five at, at home, it might be a different story, right enough. But um, I think they beat Belfast possibly that day last time in Kirkcaldy, or maybe maybe there's been two games there. I'm not sure because there's the Challenge Cup, isn't there? Uh, I saw the enemy. No, sorry. I think I was just kind of having a look back there as well. I don't think. Belfast have travelled that well. I think they only had one win away from home last month um, at Dundee. Uh, and Fife have been pretty good at home, so I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go a Fife, a Fife win there, and I'm going to say uh, three-one Fife. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with McNichols masterpiece. Oh, it's good two words. Uh, I'm going to go for Conway class and it's going to be a Belfast victory by three goals to one. Uh, I'm sounding like I've thought of these, but I've not. (laughs) Uh, Sunday, Sheffield against Dundee. Um, Steelers for me. Uh, and my two words are going to be Sheffield bloodbath. <laughs> Six now. Oh dear, that's harsh on Dundee. <laughs> a Dundee who've done okay yeah. recently. I can't say yeah. six now, but yeah. fair enough. Uh, and actually, recently they've been all right in Sheffield as well. But yeah, yeah. I'm going Mad. to say sneaky, sneaky Steelers because they'll just pip Dundee by four goals to three on the night. So Sheffield to win, but close. Uh, final final two games, Guildford, Cardiff. Um, my two words for this are Flames, shafted. <laughs> by a late winner for Cardiff. I'm going to I think it'll be quite low scoring. I'm going to say 2-1 Cardiff. 
Mm, I thought you were going to mean a, a bad refereeing decision. I <laughs> uh, could mean that as well. Uh, open to that interpretation. Yeah, I just... Guilford at home, they just are good. But I'm, then again, I'm thinking that's really just only against us. They have been beaten a couple of times, I think, by Sheffield there. So, again, Cardiff just favourites for me. Um, so I'm going to go Reed Rocket. And I'll yeah. say 3-1 Cardiff. Uh, and finally, Fife Nottingham. Uh Hmm. Unsure about this one. Unsure this could go. Actually, no. I'm picking five again here, I think. Because three and three for Nottingham. Um let's go with Kirkcaldy Classic and say what am I saying? Four two. Five. Okay. I'll go the opposite. I'm going for Panthers pinch. With a a, a narrow two one victory. Nah, it'll be they'll concede more. Three and three, they'll concede more. It'll be <laughs> it'll be three two. Three two Nottingham. Three right. two Nottingham. Right, so let's see how that turns out. Yeah. Of course, we'll be proved wrong by each and every one of them. Every single one will be wrong, yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, I've got five having a four-point weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing how bad they were <laughs> Tuesday. Consistency is lacking as ever. Um, but yeah, lots lots to look forward to. Um, I think more points on the, on the board for Clan is the order of the weekend, hopefully. Um, and then... Uh, we'll bring you that good news next time of the six, five or four point weekend. And rest assured, if we get zero points, that we'll never be back. So hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> but it'll be fine, so we'll speak to you next time. Um, just a, a quick thing to sign off on, I guess. Um, yes. Just the, the fact that they'd announced that um, webcasts a potential or that they were going to happen uh, in the not too distant future which is good news and kind of something that we've been talking about for ages um, but didn't think that it would happen because of, because it wasn't happening in, in Nottingham as well with uh, the Neil Black and stuff like that so I think they've, they've kind of changed their mind on it which is good to see and I think um, you know, we, we should have webcasts, really, for, for any away fan that can't get to the game, for any home fan that can't get to the game, for various reasons. For people overseas, like yeah. Mitch Jones's brother, who's yeah, so keen to tune in. It's a very good point. I actually had it, but skipped over it because I was looking at something else. So our game down in Nottingham, there was a webcast. I don't know if you... Oh, there was, right, okay. And that, I noted that down at the time and thought, that's unusual. Why would why would there be one of those? Uh, you know, especially with Nottingham. Nottingham against us, it's like the anti-webcast game. 
<laughs> of the league. So yeah, it's good to hear, and I think especially yeah, for uh, for overseas and people that obviously it sounds daft saying it, but people that can't get to the game, even some you know clan fans that for whatever reason can't get to it or don't want to go to the game, uh, it's good that that's going to be available. A much broader audience as well, like you've said, families of players. Um, it's ju- it's just a sensible thing to do. I think the argument of losing money, losing bums on seats money, is just not not really a thing anymore these days. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad about that. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, can't really add too much more to that. Well put. Yep. And actually, that did just remind me of the goal line review thing. <laughs> and that if we're going to offer webcasts, then we need to make sure our goal line technology is working. Because at one point in the first period against Coventry, the, the buzzer went and they announced there was no goal line uh, technology. I don't know why that is. I don't know. I'm assuming it was working against Fife if they went to a video review. Um, which is good, but it just, if you forgot you were at a clan game, uh, then you were reminded <laughs> almost instantly with, with that kind of announcement, which I thought was funny, but I'm sure they've got it sorted, so all good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, thanks to anyone who's listened. Um, hopefully a good weekend for clan, and we will catch you next time. Cheers again for turning up. Speak to you then.